Let's do it. back with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. This makes round three. Uh, <laughs> we we have not done well trying to get this thing off the ground, but we're going to do it. We prayed this time and uh, we're going to make sure that you have a good podcast. Now, I wouldn't normally say joining me is the man, the myth, the legend, the Yeti, but he's not here. Sadly, he decided to run off and go get married. And so <laughs> So joining me today is a legend within his own right, Wayne Groover. <laughs> I'm applauding right. for you again. I'm applauding for you. <laughs> oh. oh man. So uh we've had a wonderful conversation. We have to this point. And uh and we're gonna start kind of kind of start over. It won't be the same way, but yeah. Um I tell you what, let's start here. Let's start with uh we're gonna talk about Roe being overturned and yeah. the game plan forward. But let's talk about uh you and your crowd going out and counter protesting the protesters for the the overturn and yes. there in Jacksonville. And then we'll go from that story, then we'll move on. Okay. I would love to. Uh so uh Wayne Groover, I'm with Abolish Abortion North Carolina. Uh, you, you, if, uh, if you watch, um, Pastor David's broad, uh, broadcast, and I'm sure you've seen David Bubolts on here. He's the co-founder of Abolish Abortion North Carolina, uh, and we are abolitionists in the state. Um, David lives in Raleigh, and I live in Jacksonville, out on the coast in Onslow County. And so I am a member of Redemption Church, and Redemption Church and Redemption Fellowship, which is where David pastors. We're, we're buddies and sometimes we fellowship together. We're about what, an hour apart? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Um, and so um, with that being said, how I actually became a member of Redemption Church is because last year we had a conference for HB 158, which is um, a constitutional amendment. It's an abolitionist uh, bill that will totally abolish abortion as murder. So was getting um, was looking for quotes on T-shirts. There's only a few shirt uh, shirt shops here in my town, and so we sent out emails uh, to these churches, boldly just exclaiming what we were doing and why we were doing it. Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We're opposing abortion because if anybody was going to come out against us, we'd rather we'd rather them come out against us rather than delay the order. You know, like yeah. uh, which you know, like pro aborts can do do crazy things. Anyways, that's how. I, uh, so I met Tim Dupre, who is the pastor of Redemption Church. Tim Dupre has also been on your podcast, yeah, uh, talking about church plants. But um, uh, and so and so that's how I met him. And within just a few minutes uh, of explaining, you know, abolition as a you know immediatism technically versus incrementalism, 
uh, he immediately said, man, that's biblical. And uh, we've been fast friends ever since. We've, we've joined his assembly. Um, he has been provoking and encouraging the assembly, the saints at Redemption Church to begin to engage the culture, like to get out from the four walls of the church. And so one good thing in the context of this road decision is that it affords lots of opportunities to engage the culture because everyone's talking about it. Every, everyone's eyes are on it. And there's pockets of protest um, from, from those who love death um, and, and those who believe that, it, that murdering your own children is a right. And so uh, Friday night, well, okay, so we, we were blessed to do two um, counter protests this weekend. Uh, one of them was Saturday night, I'm sorry, it was Saturday night, and one of them was Sunday. So the one Saturday uh, evening was impromptu, it was out in front of our mall, and it was where we preach, typically where our church meets to preach. And in fact, the crowd even said, we see you guys out here, and so we took this spot. That, that, it, it, you can't tell me this battle is not spiritual and that people do physical things for spiritual reasons. So... Uh, the second, the second kind of protest was in front of the Onslow County Courthouse, put on by the LGBTQ community and the NAACP. But let's talk about Saturday night. So Saturday night, me, uh, my wife, and my two kids, we go to the mall. My my daughter's working down in Lake Waccamaw at a Christian camp, so she's home for the weekend. And so we, we go to the mall, going to get her some shoes and you know look around, just spend family time together. So we see this big group of protesters out there by the mall in our spot. So, um, and so we were discussing amongst ourselves and we were like, maybe we should go get our Bibles and just go out there and talk to them. Um, but I, I like also kind of in the same conversation while we were at the mall, I said to Laura, what do you want for our anniversary, which is coming up in a few days? And she said, I want you to get them out of our spot. I want you to reclaim that corner for Christ. <laughs> That's a good woman. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I love her. Um, so I texted my church. And, and I sent them photos and said, man, look, there's people out here preaching. They're preaching the, the religion of the age, you know, like, um, and, and so uh, Redemption Church, like a bunch of people just dropped what they were doing and came out. And so we got Amp Bible um, signs and, and um, you know, like they had homemade signs. Like I was telling you earlier, one of the signs said, God killed his child so I can kill mine. You yeah. Know? pretty crazy so uh, uh but we were able to engage um that's why my throat is hoarse uh from <clears throat> preaching saturday night and sunday uh you know like on on sunday we couldn't use an amp but anyways long story short i got cuffed you know like they dispersed they dispersed that group they counted both of our groups as the same group they tried to get us for peaceably assembling some weird wording in the constitution about peaceable assembly but anyways apparently you can't peaceably assemble above a certain number of people in our town so well, they, they done figured out that uh, your constitution only uh, is applicable when you get uh, a piece of paper saying it is. Right. That's same exactly. thing with guns, same thing yep. with freedom of speech. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so now you have to ask permission to do the thing that God says you can do and that the constitution affirms. So um, they ended up cuffing me. <clears throat> they let me go. But we were able to engage and... Um, I, th I think it's in Psalm 148 or 149 at the end of the chapter, it talks about God's people 
um, with the praises on their lips, extolling God and the wonders of God, and and with his um, two-edged sword, um, uh, uh, wielding his two-edged sword, and it basically says that we put kings uh, in irons and fetters, which means it has to do with justice. And then it says it says something like, um, we sh- uh, shoot, I forget the exact words, but it 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 basically says that 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 it's an honor and a glory to God to restrain to restrain kings with with yeah. righteous justice and to restrain society with right justice and so as these opportunities arise as these um people who preach death who preach sacrificing their children rise up in your community no matter how big or small i would encourage you as believers to believe god that this is an honor and that we can bring his law and his gospel into this culture and we can restrain evil like uh, this was a crowd of young, you know, like a lot of young women wearing booty shorts. There's lots of Marines here. It's a military town. So people were honking, giving them thumbs up. Whenever we got out there, we're holding large um, images of the victims of what they're promoting and what they're preaching. And the honking really slowed down. Um, and and, and it, it brought a gravity um, and, a, and a reality to what they were preaching. Uh, they were arguing for what we were showing everyone. And so that's going to restrain things because uh, you can't just do great evil in our jurisdiction as the body of Christ. This is our town. It's our jurisdiction. God sovereignly placed us here, filled us with his spirit, and we should just walk in it. And so uh, we felt honored. Um, and as I was telling you earlier, as we preached um, I began preaching from Romans chapter one, and I just began sort of like exegeting the passage. So I'd read some and then preach a little, and literally within minutes, they 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 just stopped the screaming. They assembled amongst themselves, were whispering, and they just went across the road. And they we gave us here to hear that word of God. So they they couldn't. They literally couldn't. You know what I mean? Like it. It literally. It's just like. You know what? I'm gonna have to find it now. I think it's Psalm 148 or Psalm 149. Let me let me just read this to you real quick. I don't want to get us off topic, and I definitely, definitely, definitely want to talk about Roe and what and what North Carolinians can be doing. But where is it? Right here. Uh, let's see. Nope, that's okay. So I think it is Psalm 149. Right here, Psalm 149. Okay. Um, starting with verse three. Let them praise His name with dancing, making melody to him with a tambourine and lyre for the lord takes pleasure in his people he adorns the humble with salvation let the godly exult in glory let them sing for joy on their beds let the high praises of god be in their throat and two-edged swords in their hands man that's the bible to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people's to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the judgment written. This is honor for all his godly ones. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Look, and that's one thing that we know about light and darkness. Darkness only comes when there's an absence of light. Yeah. And it cannot, and it can't, it can't handle the light. Yeah, the light. The light doesn't have a problem overturning the darkness. That's right. You, you know what I'm saying. And so when you and I think this is what you're talking about. I mean, the passage here 
um, which you were talking about reading the scripture, going out there, reading the scripture, exegeting it. And they go, we can't, you know, we got to move on somewhere. And, 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 you know, thank God they decided to move on somewhere because they tried to kill Peter for, I mean, not Peter, but Paul for it. You know what I mean? Well, they wound up trying to kill Peter too, eventually, but. Well, there was one young lady. um, There was a young lady. I have a video of it, but she, uh, she was about to get physical um, because, because I compared, she, she said my body, my choice. And so I said, well, the body inside your body is not your body. It's someone else's body. You can't make choices about other people's bodies. And then, um, and then I um, told her that the root problem here was a defilement of God's image and a dehumanization of another people group. And I told her, what if I said my plantation, my choice, there's private property rights, right? So these wicked men he, who, who dehumanize an entire people group would use private property. They actually called human beings their property. And so they yeah. would try to invoke these laws. And, and uh, she, she went absolutely ballistic. And her friends kind of like had to pull her back. She was getting ready to start swinging. But I can totally see why people um, tried to kill Paul. If you think about it, <clears throat> it's just like Romans chapter one says, not only do they do such things, but they applaud or, or, you know, hardly approve those who do. And so many of these women have either already killed their child, mm-hmm. but they for, they for sure have a murderous heart that applauds others uh, who commit murder. And so if someone's willing to kill their own child, I don't put anything past them. Yeah. I mean, if you... And you brought up the, the the story about the lady who drowned. Uh, no, no, no. Who put her kids in the in the um, station, station wagon and drove it into a, a pond or lake? And yeah. And I've heard about mothers who have drowned their kids in bathtubs, that kind of thing. There's no difference. There, there's there is no difference. And and it's a crying shame that that we we live in a culture. There again, we and I, I'm trying to remember what's been said and what hasn't been said, but. Yeah. We, we, we have a culture that has a religion. It's very religious mm-hmm. for us to pretend that it's not religious and that um, your kids can go to school and learn from these religious fanatics and think that what's happening is your kid is just getting a, a that is your kid's not Neutral. getting indoctrinated yeah. because they are. It's ridiculous. Ne- and, and this is Neutral. what. I quoted this before, but I actually pulled up the verse this time because as long as I can do that, it's a good practice, you know, but John eight forty four, you are your father, you are, you are, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. And then it goes on to call him a liar, yeah. but it says that you were a murderer from the beginning. So it is no surprise to a Christian that when people who who live in a society that is uh, dedicated to self, which is a, a lie of the devil, that they become murderers. Yep. And and there's no difference between m- murdering your baby in a in a clean sanitary room versus laying him on the the altar of a of a demon god. Yeah. Yep. And You're exactly right. And it's so aggravating to just to, to, for Christians and 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 conservatives 
I won't put them in the same camp. I'll say Christians and conservatives right. who say, uh, you know, but the woman's a victim. And, and there again, she's not. She's not a victim unless, unless there's somebody physically forcing her. Yeah. When there again, there are, there are, uh, um, I don't know if exemptions aren't the right word, but there are qualifications within the law that, that if you do something under duress, yep, that's duress. different than if you're the person who wants, who is wanting to go and do it on your own will. And, and the yep. great thing about what has come out since Roe is the fact that they have, they've, they've thrown off any pretense of civility and they have said, I will go get pregnant so that I can have a baby this isn't right. It's not fair. And they've shown that this is, you called it uh, 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 Satan's crown jewel. It is. Yeah. And, and, and it, it comes across that way. It yep. really does come across that way when you're talking, what, what does Roe really do? Right. Here, here's a good example. Let, let, let's, let's uh, jump on Roe here. Okay. What is, what is, what is the ab, uh, what is the uh, overturning of Roe actually do? Okay. Well, Okay, this I have such mixed feelings um, about the road. Um, oh, well, about the Dobbs decision. Yeah, because in the first place, we should have never um, even gone along with it from day one. Uh, and so, you know, like we have so many, so many of our Christian and con Christian conservative legislators that we laud as heroic and standing for life and all these things. Um, it, it irks me, it, it irks me to no end uh, that, that not one single state stood up to the bully. States can nullify in the first place. States have the right to nullify. You know what that looks like? It looks like weed stores in Oklahoma. That's what it looks like. It looks like yep. weed stores in Colorado, right? Okay, in the face of federal law and federal court opinion, states are willing to defy the beast, to defy the tyrants for weed. But then out of the same side of their mouth say, well, abortion is the law of the land. And, and at the root of this problem and what, what, what Roe um, is going to help to continue to expose is that we have an idolatry problem. Mm. We have an idolatry problem because, because we should have never submitted to that opinion because it is in a hundred percent opposition to what the living God says. Uh, and so, and so um, we were idolatrous in that we bowed down to that for even one second. Look, even in the state of California, if there's, 9,999 Democrats that run the place, that run the House, run the Senate, um, even if they hold every office, if there is a single Christian, if there is a single Christian legislator, they, they are to obey God and to, and to resist and, 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 not, and not even resist with more disobedience, but to resist with obedience. Um, one of the... Um, Okay, so I'm gonna um, I'm I'm gonna come right back to to to, to the Dobbs and Roe thing, but as we were in the street talking to these ladies, there was a lady she was holding a baby, probably about a year old, and um, and so I 
you know, like um, she was like, you know, it's my choice, my choice. And as we were discoursing or screaming or whatever you want to call it, like, um, I, I wasn't screaming, uh, but I mean, she, she was screaming. And so, and so, you know, like I was talking loudly, but I was very calm. But anyways, I, I put her into a corner um, with, with her logic. And she literally said that, yes, uh, because, because her baby is dependent on her, her one-year-old baby is dependent on her. It, it is still her choice as, as to, uh, because, because, because I said, well, uh, she was, she was trying to ascribe uh, that a person is a non-human uh, if they're dependent on someone else. And so I said, take your baby, put your baby in the bushes, come back in three weeks. What are you going to have? You know, and after that, she's like, yeah, you're right. This baby is, is uh, dependent on me. And so I said, okay, well, then does that mean you can drown your baby? And it was either her or the girl next to her that said it would be her choice. It would be her choice. You know, well, so, I mean, in California, what are they pushing? It's uh, so many weeks or months after the baby's born. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I think it's, a, I think it's at 10 days right now or something like that. But, um, but then, okay. So then like this other girl beside her was talking to me about viability. Okay. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this to make this point. Who has discipled these women? Because it's not, it's not biology because, because humans go through levels of development. Humans are always developing from a zygote to the fetal stages of development, to the toddler stages of development, to mature adulthood into the geriatric phases of human development. Yeah. Who is, who is discipling this woman as to viability? What, um, where, where does this concept come from? And the unfortunate part is that the concept comes from pro-life laws that try to, in an effort to, you know, like slow down, they enter these regulations into the healthcare code. Okay. Abortion's a crime. It's murder. It should be in the criminal code. Mm-hmm. But what's happened is the pro-life organizations use war horses and chariot because I mean, the pro-life movement was founded by the Roman Catholic Church. They're devoid of the gospel. And so, the, and so they must, you know, so they have a sense of morality. Some of them are probably even saved, but the organization or, you know, the harlot or whatever you want to call it, um, what, what, what used to be a church made this um, pro-life movement. And so this concept of viability 15 weeks, 20 weeks, you know, like in, uh, like in North Carolina, it's 20 weeks. So, uh, so <laughs> the whole, the whole concept of human non-person, uh, like <laughs> that's been, that's been propagated and the nation has been discipled into these ideas that didn't come from a biology book that came from a pro-life laws that introduced regulations for murder into the healthcare code. And so, Yep, go ahead. I was about to say, even the biology books, I mean, show that once once an egg and a sperm meet, you, you've got a new life. I mean, yeah. you've got new DNA code. Um, yeah. And and this is, and, and just for the record, I don't, I, just because a scientist says that I don't think it's b- believable either, but there are times right. when science, when science has to confirm the nature in which God has has done things so yeah just yeah. like otherwise say, it's a lot plus two is four you know yep yep and and nowadays i mean if if you want to you know you can have whatever science you want if you've got enough money but anyways all that to say 
is that um, a lot of the talking points, you know, um, have been helped along and we're actually cutting our own legs out from under us when we step off of God's word. We cut our legs off from under us in every, in every aspect. And, 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 I, and I find it ironic that, that then uh, the things that we're doing with a you know, good motivation uh, is actually coming right back to us and actually propagating these things. So anyways, all that to say is that I've got super mixed feelings about this Dobbs decision. Um, another reason why um, that, okay, so, so I've been saying you know, to people, yeah, I think, I think we should celebrate the fact that, that, that the road decision has been overturned. But I've also heard people say we should be mourning. And, and in that sense, I mean, that, that's true too. So, so it's like, so it's like I, have, I have conflicting feelings, okay? Like one of, the, one of the really bad parts about this Dobbs decision is that it abdicates. Okay, so with the road decision and then following up with the Casey decision, the Supreme Court was being a tyrant. Because because what it was doing is it was it was like pushing onto everyone, pushing onto the states this concept of you must be allowed to kill your children, you must be allowed to kill your children, and now instead of rightly ruling, um, what what they've done is abdicated it to the states, and that's going to come back to bite us in the butt because states like California um, is going to say stuff like, well, I mean, we're just doing it according to the Dobbs decision. This is constitutional, you know. So. Uh, so this is actually going to come back um, to bite us. They should have rightly ruled. So, uh, so, so even though even though they turned away uh, from the road decision, they still they still haven't corrected it. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, so, so technically, it's still kind of like it's 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 still kind of like a wicked opinion. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And so, and so, but but also on the on you know like on the same token, um, I view it as kind of a respite. Okay, so. So I view it as a victory also in the sense of it's bringing all eyes onto, on, onto this. Um, abortion, abortion North Carolina signed an amicus brief with Bradley Pierce um, out of Texas last year. So from North Carolina, there were all these organizations and people that signed this amicus brief uh, that went to the Supreme Court. And from North Carolina, we had um, abortion, abortion North Carolina, Representative Larry Pittman, and, and uh, Love Life um, signed on. Um, signed on to the Samicus brief, but basically what it said was, you either need to fix this correct row, or the states are going to defy you, um, which you know like the states should have already been doing. I like to think that that helped their ruling, even if it was a hair. So uh, I don't know the details. I don't yeah. know the details, but I'm going to guarantee you something. I mean, you've had this conversation. Um, uh, because as I've learned about abolitionism, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a pull the trigger pretty quick type of guy. I like to, yeah. to know what I'm getting into. And, uh, and one thing that me and you've talked about is, 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 is the lost my train of thought there for a second <laughs> is when we, what happens is the the people from the abolitionists have pushed that Overton window. They have pushed that Overton window further to the right. It's yeah. only been pushed to the left until yeah. now. Yeah. But now we're getting it pushing back to the right. And so even 
and because of the abolitionist, even the people who don't agree with abolition have had to make concessions. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about. God, God, uh, a small group of godly men acting in a particular way and the evil people having to make concessions to, so it's God restraining certain things. That's right. And this would yeah. not have happened. This would not have happened if the abolitionists had not been pushing. And I am, yeah. look, I am, I am a willing brother to push against that window as hard as we can. Um, uh, even my, my goal is that, that, uh, uh, before it's completely taken care of that, that what you'll see is even Democrat ran states will say, man, if we don't go ahead and do something, something to appease this crowd, there's not going to be an appeasing, just like you're not going to appease the yeah. left. Yeah. Um, if we don't do something to appease this crowd, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to wind up forcing our hands into something we don't want to do and, right. and, and finding that they'll get pulled into that undercurrent. And, and that's what I, this is what I'm seeing. This is the first sign of the culture being sucked under the undercurrent of the window being pushed into the other way. And, and that's, yep. that's what I think it is. That's why I celebrate it. I don't celebrate it because of necessarily what it would do. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and I told him, I said, I don't know if this is going to affect the numbers, right? Because every, every state that you have that goes, okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're going to uh, virtually eliminate abortion or completely abolish abortion. The states yeah. that do that, they're going to be the other states who who open it wide open, and so, so you're going to see that. Yep. And, and and so I don't know if strictly number game if it'll make much difference. That being said, it is the first sign that we see of the 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 world having to submit. To a certain extent, it's not a complete submission by any means, but having to move with the, the, the pushing of the, the culture to the right. And, and that is something that I find joy in that. Now, this is not the time that we take and go, oh, good, that's done. Whew. No, yeah. now it's time to push even harder. Now it's yep. time to push even harder. Take that momentum and run with it. Okay, so I got a couple of thoughts. Okay, so abolitionists call that a steel ball. Okay, so if you ever see an abolitionist talking about a steel ball, if you imagine a sheet, like a bed sheet, and four people are holding the corners really tight, and you take little marbles and you put them all over the bed sheet all across the spectrum, right? All the way to the left, all the way to the right. And you drop a big steel ball in the middle, the gravity or the weight pulls everything from these far directions in toward the steel ball. So it's the whole concept of like that Overton window kind of a thing. So now, Christians should always be doing this and should stand firm on the Bible because that's literally, these are like practical ways to explain the restraining effect of God's word. Yeah. It, it drops this weighty steel ball right into the midst. And so it, it sucks these sides that are drifting further and further. This is what's been happening. The left pushes or, you know, like whatever, evil pushes mm -hmm. and then... Christians go, okay, well, that's it, though. We're going to stop right here. And they, and they step off the Bible. Okay, now the line's over here. And then they, and then they get further and further and further away from and the Bible. And they take more steps to try to catch up to where that's the world right. They're is. always trying to defend the old position rather than going, I'm not going over there. I'm getting back where I should be on this Bible. 
And mm-hmm. that, you see what I'm saying? Uh, but because I'm, I'm, we're always giving concessions, I'm all for concessions unless they're sin. And then if they're sin, okay, let's 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 um, talk about numbers. Um, numbers like counted numbers because how do we get the numbers? We get them from abortion clinics that report. California doesn't report, right? So this 60 million number, that's just reported and it's not even from California. All sorts of abortions are happening. Um, hormonal birth control for, uh, serves as an abortifacient. IUDs serve as an abortifacient. What's happened here is that, is that we say that pregnancy conception doesn't take place until the baby attaches to the uterine wall. Okay, so like we, you know, like we're we're like shifting all these, um, all of these definitions and things because we're so far away from the Bible and from what God says. So now, newly conceived baby, two, three, four days old. Um, okay, apparently with IUDs, a lot more abortions happen than what anybody realizes. And um, okay, like I'm not sh- sure about hormonal birth control, but it's but it's the same concept. Like it sloughs the uterine lining, and so what they can say is it prevents pregnancy. It doesn't prevent conception. It can it can prevent conception, but the secondary thing is that it prevents a pregnancy by making the uterus uninhabitable for the baby. So there could be a Christian lady raising her hands, praising God on a Sunday morning, while literally her baby is being flushed out of her body uh, because because maybe she has an IUD or maybe she uses hormonal birth control. So that's something else that we really got to get across. But I believe what's going to happen numerically is that, um, and this is just, you know, like my kind of opinion, you know, looking at it in the future, I think the battle is going to be a lot harder because, first of all, the Supreme Court didn't rectify it, you know, like with their repeal of road, they took a position of neutrality. So, first of all, that could come back on any other case, you know, because like they took a, they took, they took a neutral position rather than saying the, the 14th Amendment says this about life. And, 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 and uh, there is no such thing as a non-human human or a non-person human or whatever. Like there is no other status. A baby prior to, uh, prior to viability or whatever term we're making up is still a human being. It's not a penguin or a space alien. You know, it's still a human being. And so, um, and so all that to say is that I believe that, that, that numbers will go down. I believe mail order murder is going to go up. Uh, Plan B is probably going to go out, you know, like through the roof. Um, uh, so, so in other words, I, I believe the reality of it is that numbers are not going to go down uh, uh, and, and may even go up or whatever. But I think, I think that, the, that the reported numbers may very well go down. Um, I'm going to write this down because I want to come back to trigger bills too. But anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there about, um, about the steel ball. And I wanted to throw that out there um, about, about the numbers too. Oh yeah. Celebrating. Let's say I have a friend and he cheats on his wife. Okay. He's got three kids and a wife and he just victimizes them. Um, He is continually cheating on her five, six, seven times a week. And I go to him and I say, man, the Lord says adultery is a great and, and evil sin. I mean, you need to repent. You need to put your faith in Christ Jesus. Repent. You are having sex outside of the God-ordained covenant of marriage. You, you're, I mean, like you're headed for hell. If you continue in this, it's going to prove that you're not a Christian. And I'll have to treat you as an unbeliever. You know, like if you don't 
you know, repent, stop, stop. And so then the guy starts cheating on his wife, maybe twice a week or three times a week or once a week. Okay. So in one sense, it's horrible uh, that, and, and he needs to repent because he's an adulterer and whether it's one or 10, he's committing adultery. But in another sense, I would be pleased that his wife is being victimized less if that sounds you know what I'm saying? So like, I would, I would continue doing exactly what, what the Bible prescribes calling him to repentance. But if you're a brother or, or pastor of this fella, you don't, you don't say, well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I you would know, never you, say that. Never. You, you tell him, look, man, you, you, I understand you're doing better, but, yeah. but you've got to stop this. It's got to come to yeah. a halt. Um, like that's kind of how I feel about the Supreme court. It's like, yeah. okay. You know, like, um, I'm, I think we should celebrate that that we have such an opportunity to go engage while everybody's eyes on it. Like this podcast, for example, you know, right now everyone's talking about it. This is a perfect time to address these things. You know? Yeah, uh, that's I jumped on the phone. I'm like, let me let, let me get up with Wayne. He's got. Yeah, I know yeah. he's going to have something good to say, yeah. and, and and it's good for us to get this out there because here again, one reason that I like that, that we do this podcast is so that. Uh, well, we come from a more rural perspective, right? So it's it's kind of redneck country guy type stuff. But we also put the scripture, first of all, and foremost, so that the idea is that we're thinking biblically about all these topics that are coming about, not, you know, not just uh, how we feel about it as people from southern rural area, but that how the scripture talks about this and then how that applies more towards our context. But the, 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 we, we got to, got to be able to think about these things biblically and, 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 right. and we may not see it eye to eye to begin with, but we've got to have these conversations. Um, there again, I think now's the, t- the, the time to strike because it's on, everybody's interested. Everybody wants to hear about it, what's going on. And so we, we, we need these conversations right now. May I discuss trigger bills? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, you know, like everybody's going to be seeing all these headlines. Um, the first thing that I would like to get across to your viewers and to North Carolina as a state to the brethren in North Carolina is abortion is not abolished in our state. Abortion is the number one cause of death, even if there were only five children per year being um, murdered as a state sanctioned murder, which is what's happening. These Every single one of these 27,000 per year are happening in accordance with our legislation written pretty much by Christians and lauded pretty much by Christians. So every murder that's happened in the state of North Carolina has happened in accordance with our regulations that define how, when, and where to murder children. There's a doctrine, it's called the doctrine of blood guiltiness, okay? And so literally when innocent blood is shed, if if a, a very strong attempt to bring justice or if justice is not um afforded the land is defiled and it and it literally brings a higher level of judgment from god it brings different sanctions to the land and here's this here's here's the even scarier part um we all bear a collective guilt we all bear collective guilt uh with um uh, because 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 none of us are seeking justice and because it's happening in accordance with us like these unjust killings happen accordance with our laws and 
our laws are, you know, by the people, for the people and all these things. So, so we're all bearing this collective guilt of all these 27,000 um, murders. And so that's why abolitionists um, are basically just preaching a message of repentance. So it's like in Jeremiah, Amos, the false prophets are, peace, are, are preaching peace, peace, when there is no peace and they're bandaging the wounds of my people lightly, right? You know, so in other words, we're just putting a bandage like this facade of peace when there is no peace. God's God's fury is kindled against us. Our society is crumbling. There is a famine for truth in the land. No one, no, like no one can even recognize truth. There's a famine for God's word. The, the ethics um, guy, Brent Leatherwood of, of the SBC couldn't, couldn't ethic his way out of a wet paper bag. These are judgments. These are judgments of God. Well, and I mean, Matt Walsh just came out with a documentary called What is a Woman? What is a Woman? Could you, know, you imagine? And then, and then the SBC comes out and asks, what is a pastor? What is a pastor? And, and, and I'm going, what do you mean, what is a pastor? But I mean, I mean, it's not just a title. And you can say that that uh, I'm, I, I, a woman, well, I'm not jumping into that, but, but we're, because of exactly what you're talking about, we don't know truth when it slaps us in the face. And, and when it hits the church, and, and not that the SBC is the church, but, but it's, a, it, it's made up of churches. Right. When it hits the church, it is, it is horrifying. Yeah. Because they should be the beacons of truth. I tell this to my church quite a bit, that um, the reasons churches have stat- tax-exempt status is not because we're a nonprofit. We didn't not just because we the founding fathers of this station looked at the churches as uh, embassies of heaven. And an embassy doesn't pay taxes to another to another nation. And so they saw it as an embassy to heaven. And we've lost that. We've lost that entirely. Oh, uh, well, the churches used to build hospitals. Um, schools uh schools of higher learning you know so like we actually used to you know do useful things for the community and now we just abdicate it all to caesar of course caesar also robs us of 25 30 40 percent of our income but 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 you know like now now rather than going we gotta you know like would you ever send your kid to a muslim uh you know like to be discipled which why are we sending our children to humanists to to be discipled instead of doing that and going we should build a school for our kids, help our single moms, help our single dads, you know, like uh, have 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 a school for those who can't educate their, their children so they can be brought up in a proper worldview. Rather than doing that, we're going, let's have a backpack drive so we can send the, the children off to Caesar to become Romans. You know, like all this stuff, even the fact that this went on for 50 years and that it's continuing, uh, like uh, I, I shouldn't even talk a little bit like it's done or whatever, but I'm just saying, even the fact that we're 50 years in to a genocide, the bloodshed, bloodshed, the levels of which the world has never seen, exposes the fact that the church needs to repent. The church needs to repent. Um, shoot, I can't remember if it was this this one or one of the earlier um, runs where we were talking about uh, these legislators that we put into office. We laud these men. These men profess the name of Christ, right? And Christians vote for them, and then they do all these wicked and evil things, and they compromise in every way, and they legislate how, when, and where to murder children. And they can 
They they openly proclaim, I'm Joe Blow, and I'm with XYZ First Baptist, and I'm an elder at XYZ First Baptist. And then they're like promoting this law that says, well, you can kill your kid as long as you don't say they have Down syndrome. Now, you can say it's just because it's a Tuesday, but don't say your child has Down syndrome. Otherwise, you can't kill your kid. And they pat themselves on the back. And nobody's calling them to repent. You know, mm-hmm. like, if these men continue to do such great evil, they shouldn't be able to profess the name of a church that, that they belong to. They should, they should get Christ's name out of their mouth. They should be Matthew 18. I mean, this this, this is not stealing bubble gum. The, the, but, uh, and and this, is, this is the truth, too. And, and it, it's related to what you're talking about, the churches needing to repent. Part of the problem is our churches have become more about numbers and associations than they have um, right. the gospel. Uh, and and you see that in so many different examples. Um, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll talk to you off air about this, but I've got some interesting stuff going on as far as all that's concerned. Yeah. But, but until we start making Christ the center of everything, uh, I think it's, um, Doug Wilson's it may, it may be, I don't know where he got it from, but he's the first person I've heard say it. And, Unless Christ is king of all, he's not king at all. Yep, yep, I've heard and, that too. And, and and the churches have started, you know, yes, I want a big church. Why do I want a big church? Because I want people to grow up and, and know the Lord, and, and I want that stuff, right? That's, that's something that I think is valuable. But if I sacrifice the, the, the preaching of the actual word of God, and the purpose of the worship service and the purpose of the church coming together and, and having fellowship. If I sacrifice all that. you got a moose club. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the, the saying is what you win them with is what you win them to. That's right. That's and, exactly. and, and so, uh, there are churches there. I get, I'm almost scared to say it because I don't want to slander and I don't want to be wronged about something like this. I'll put it this way. I, I would not be surprised if when the Lord comes back, right. I would not be surprised to find out that there were more, uh, uh, non churches who go under the name as churches. There were churches. Yeah. Now, hopefully that'll change, right? Hopefully, Hopefully, and, and it, I think both in mine and your your uh, way of looking at things, that will change. Yes. Uh, uh, but at this well, point, be- if, it, if it would happen today, my fear is that there are more churches who aren't churches but have that, that steeple than there are churches who come together and actually worship God instead Man. of everything else. So true. It's, it's just, um, you know, like the schizophrenia, you know, like uh, when you have schizophrenic things, like when someone professes one thing, but 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 reality is another. That's that's an indicator of idolatry. You know, like at the end yeah. of the day, because um, at the end of the day, you know, there's there's always like a church within a church. So there'll be like this group of people, usually almost in every church, that that are actually trying to advance the kingdom of God. They're out there. They 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 serve their bodies. They get to work, but. A big, a big number of people just think, well, I did my duty. I, I showed up Sunday morning and I put, you know, 50 bucks in the plate or whatever. Um, how can there be a church on nearly every street corner? Uh, 
in Wilmington, North Carolina, for example, there's 76 churches. I think it's within a two mile radius of the Planned Parenthood. And, and um, we have got, we have emailed, visited. Uh, there was a couple of Saturdays when my friend and I, Aaron, were just going from church to church and going, hey, uh, 1.2 miles right that way, children are being sacrificed. Uh, we've reached out, you know, like when we had the HB 158 rally, we thought we need to get Christians on board. This, you know, like Christians will rally behind this. Christians are going to get active because this is everything they're seeking. And it's, and it's many ways it's crickets. But like we were saying earlier, um, there are these bright, shiny pockets of, of Christianity. There is movement as a yeah. whole. Um, like we're starting to see, we're starting to see people kind of activate. And so all in all, I do feel very optimistic about it, but there's for sure, obviously great idolatry um, yeah. going on and we're not discipling the world. The world is discipling us. Um, that's, that's got to change. Uh, pietism, you know, like the heresy of pietism. If anybody's ever heard of Matt Truella, uh, there's a talk on YouTube called pietism. And I highly recommend that people, check that out too. But I mean, this, this is the whole idea of the civil realm. It's kind of like the earthly realm and, and, and uh, religion should be practiced privately. And of course, tyrants love that because, because that's not how Christianity has been. That's not how God's kingdom advances, you know, but uh, Obama even, even was like, we don't care what you do in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, you know, nobody and it, it, yeah, nobody cares what you do in the building. It's yeah. out of the building that we're concerned. Well, watch this. Nobody's going to threaten your life um, for uh, uh, hiding inside of a building, reading stories about dudes who had who were killed uh, yeah. for 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 preaching Christ. You know, it's like, man, that was a great story. And then everybody goes home and does like nothing. You know what I mean? It's like lives like the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's like, ugh. but um, do you want to talk about trigger bills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I have I have a list. Um, I was saying earlier, people are going to see these headlines about trigger bills, and it's going to say things like Louisiana has strengthened their abortion ban, or you know, like this, you know, like this or that, you know, like abortion is outlawed in this um, state. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna kind of burn through a few of these, and then I'm gonna um, uh, say say a couple things. Trigger laws, Arizona uh, abortion is criminalized. That's rare. Um, it's criminalized with two to five years in prison life of the mother exception and the mother is not criminalized. Okay. So that's, that's one example um, of an abortion ban. There's Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana. Um, uh, some of them offer fines for the abortionist. Uh, most of them uh, abortion is not um, criminalized or I don't, I don't think abortion is cr criminalized for um, in any of the states. Yeah, mother not criminalized, mother not criminalized, mother not criminalized. Okay, so what's going on with these trigger bills? Well, again, this is all abdication, okay? So we see men abdicating uh, the roles of fatherhood, women abdicating the roles of motherhood. You know, there's the four great governments, self, family, church, state. And at every level, when the church exits the culture, um, when the church steps off God's word when the church leaves her first love and becomes a harlot riding on the back of the beast state like you know uh like in like in the book of revelation it's the same picture when the church becomes a harlot the, the all of the governments crumble 
um, uh, because because we should all be governed by God and yeah. in submission to God's law. So let me just start with Arizona. Um, abortion is criminalized two to five years in prison for the abortionist, life of the mother exception, mother not criminalized. So there's good things and bad things. It doesn't sound like there's a rape exception. And people might say, oh, that's horrible. You know, like, why, uh, why would you not have a rape exception? If, if I rob a bank, nobody's going to put my son in the penitentiary, right? If I, if I uh, drown my wife, nobody's going to put my son in the electric chair. Children are innocent. They haven't committed any crime. There's a thing called due process. No one may be executed. Um, even though, even that, even if they are the product of a crime, no one should be executed for the crime of their parents. Okay. Everybody knows that. A toddler knows that. Okay. Rapists should be executed, not their children. We should, we should execute um rape, uh, rapists. And 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 then um you know, I, I kind of want to equip your viewers with this too while we're talking about the, the rape exception. People say, how could you expect a mother to carry this baby, the baby of their um, rapist? You know, like every day when she looks at that baby, she's going to be reminded of this horrific incident. It's going to be traumatic for her. So um, envision a family, a family gets into a car wreck, a drunk driver hits this family, puts, uh, puts the daughter in a wheelchair. Every time mom sees her daughter in a wheelchair from that traumatic event, she's gonna be reminded of the man that victimized their family. And it's horrible and it shouldn't happen. But being reminded of a traumatic event in no way, shape or form gives her the right to drown her daughter or strangle her daughter or, or kill her daughter. And in the same way, even, there, there are life altering things that happen and men are evil Men are born naturally at enmity with God. We're corrupt in every part of our being, uh, corrupt and unable to do the good. So these rape exceptions, it's, it's horrible. And I, and, and, and I am for justice and for helping rape victims, you know, like um, give them counseling, help them in any way that, they can, that, that you can. If they're absolutely unable to care for their child, Sometimes and oftentimes the children are a redemptive aspect because children are a blessing from the Lord, even if it's a crime. So sometimes, sometimes they can say this was a horrible thing, but look at my beautiful baby, you know, that came out of this. So that's why rape exceptions, they're a no-no. It's murder. Life of the mother. I want to talk about this too. I want to equip your people because these are the biggest arguments that you're going to hear. What about rape? You know, like they bring up the 1% of rape. It might be more. I don't know. What about you know, like, um, what if my life is in danger? Okay, let's talk about ectopic pregnancies real quick while we're talking about these trigger bands. Why are life of the mother exceptions wicked? They're, they're literally wicked. Well, any, any exception means that murder is codified into law. And it is a murder. Murder is the unjust taking of a human life. So if there's not been a trial, and if this person has not been found guilty of any crime, they cannot be executed. If they are executed, that's murder. That, that, is, that is not an execution, a just taking of human life. Life of the mother. David, if me and you get into a car wreck, right, and my arm goes through your stomach, and I mean, like, you are, like, on the edge of life, there is no doctor on this planet, unless they are demon-possessed, that's going to put a bullet in my head or poison me or drown me. Even if my arm is through your stomach, I might lose an arm. 
but the doctors already practice a thing called triage. When someone's life is at risk and when two people are involved, they treat both patients equally. Yeah. Okay. That's the difference. A life of the mother exception is fake. It's made up. It's, it's, it's a pro-life myth. Well, and that goes, that goes to the whole thing, man. If, if the doctor isn't willing to at least attempt to save both people, if they can't, they can't, that happens every day. It's a sad truth of human nature. We've sinned, we we die. But the truth is that if a doctor tries to save both people, that's all we're asking for. Yeah. Yeah. That is all we that is all we are asking for. Think about how much further along our technology could be for babies. If there is any any inkling of any problem, usually the first thing that a doctor suggests is abortion. Okay, like well, um, and, and I don't know about you. I, I bet you money you have friends. You have friends who were told you need to ad- abort this baby. It's not going to have a very good life, and then and then it turns out okay. It turns out yeah. okay. There's not even any problems. But, and and that's and that's not including the ones who there are problems and the people say no it's, it's still our baby yeah and we're, yep. we're still gonna have even if it has down syndrome you know we're, we're still gonna love it it's still a person yeah have you we, we love our down child people? they're the happiest people i know i mean i love downs um people you know like my wife's a pediatric home health and she takes care of kids with really bad problems uh you know like t- um tubes and you know, breathing apparatus and all this stuff, and their parents love them, and 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 they and they bring joy. Some of the children are, you know, like detached from reality. But who gets to decide what standard is good enough to let someone else live? Because that's another thing that you hear a lot is, um, well, you know, what if the baby goes in the foster system and has a horrible life? And I'm like, well, should we just go to homeless encampments and slit everybody's throats because they don't meet your standard of? of uh, of of a happy life you know what i mean the so, issue is none of the things that pro aborts use none of the none of the excuses that pro abortion people use if you take it into a different context it works yeah it yeah. It, it always fails in every other context that's right they, they they only can use it at this particular point because nobody has seen the baby live yet that's Nobody right. has yeah. seen the baby kicking and crying and that kind of thing. As long as it's unseen, we don't have a problem getting rid of it. That's why just like Nazi Germany, and I'm not, I'm not saying that every, you know, yeah. I don't want to be that guy who just makes everybody a Nazi. But the truth is, as long as the, the concentration camps were hidden, nobody cared. Yeah. And as yeah. long as we don't see this gruesome and ungodly thing, nobody cares. Because exactly if you right. start making that uh, vi- viable life, uh, or 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 uh, uh, consciousness, or whatever other excuse that you make, you can apply that to somebody who's a grown man who's in a coma or has yep. Down syndrome or is homeless, has a hard life, has a yep. hard life. Whatever the excuse is, you can find somebody who's a grown person, and you wouldn't look at them and say. Let's kill them. That's right. Yep. That's now, exactly now, right. We're I ages. genuinely, I genuinely believe this though, uh, Wayne, that the, the, the further our culture goes downhill, the more you'll see people willing to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, I mean, like they already do it 10 day old out of the womb, New York tried to do a 30 day out of the womb. I mean, and then like if younger people, um, 
you know, like the younger levels of development, then older people, you're next. I mean, like anybody who can't defend themselves, um, religious beliefs. I mean, like there's all sorts of things that can, that come from dehumanizing. The Imago Day is at the root of all of it. The place of the incarnation and the Imago Day is a satanic assault on the image of God. Men hate God. They hate his law. They hate the source of his law. They hate God. Um, real quick thing about the ectopic, um, about the ectopic argument, because, because your viewers are going to hear this. This is going to come up. Just, just in the last couple of days out in the streets, I, I heard ectopic probably five times. Okay? You're not getting to a car wreck. Mom goes to your stomach. Doctor practice triage, right? He treats both patients equally, tries to save both lives. Okay. Mom has a baby growing in her tube. First of all, it's very, very rare. Usually, God takes the baby before the baby can even develop. So half the time, mom's pregnant, baby's in the tube, she doesn't even know it because God takes the baby. But in the rare What's the difference between God taking the baby and me taking the baby? Right, yeah, that, yeah, That's exactly. the thought process. It is. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's all about man, uh, who is sovereign, man or God, you know? Um, and, and at the end of the day, all unbelievers want themselves on the throne and, and are unwilling to abdicate or, or bend the knee to the true king of kings. But, okay, so um, what if the baby starts developing in the tube? Well, first thing that they can do, like they can do, have always been able to do is cautious watching. Mom goes on bed rest. They watch. They see. Sometimes the baby moves. Sometimes the baby shifts. Sometimes, you know, like um, things happen. Usually the baby like um, passes on, right? Okay. Um, but then if, uh, then they can ratchet it up another level, bring her to the hospital, close observation in the hospital. Okay. Then finally, if, if things are imminent, they can deliver the baby and, and do everything in their power. Consider where technology would be if this was even a thing. How awesome our technology is now. We, we would probably be able to save uh, uh, most of the babies by now. I mean, back back in like the it was either the fifties or sixties. I heard about a surgery where a doctor was able to take the baby from the tube and successfully um, put the baby into the uterus. And that was back in the sixties. There's no telling where we could be at now. Uh, just just simply moving the baby. But my point is, even if the baby has to to be delivered, God forbid. We could, we would have to do everything in our power to save that baby's life. And if the baby passes on, that's not a murder. Nobody's, nobody's going like, how can we, you know, uh, control women? How can we, you know, the the whole concept of that just absolutely drives me insane. We're trying to save human life here, and it should be the most precious life that you know your own child. You know, God gave you that child. So that's that's life of the mother. Why are life of the mother exceptions wicked? For the same reason it would be wicked for a doctor to put a bullet in my head if my arm goes through your stomach in a car wreck. They're wicked. There's never a reason to unjustly take human life. Never, ever. There's never a reason. Um, um, Rape exceptions, same thing. Never a reason to take someone's life unjustly. There's no due process. A crime hasn't been committed. It's an innocent person. They are given their right to life by our creator the same as you pieces of paper don't give us our rights god does because we're made in his image we're not animals we're not like any other created being we're made in the image of god and we are endowed with rights by our creator so that's the the two uh, the two exceptions that keep abortion legal okay next 
um, is criminalized for the abortionist uh, by two to five years in prison. So this is two unjust things right here. If you have a problem knowing whether or not a, uh, uh, like a law, okay, I get it. We are frogs in boiling water. We, we've been murdering children since before I was born. The whole culture, it's normalized. And it's hard even to break myself out of this thinking that's embedded into me from every aspect of society, constantly being bombarded with these ideas. So what you can do is you can A, use a different age or use a different race or use a different gender to help yourself know whether or not it's, 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 it's good and biblical. Like if you don't have a solid foundation in the word of God, I, I would suggest going to the Bible and getting, a, and getting a solid foundation. But if you're just using your conscience, this is a little trick. Okay, two to five years in prison for the person paid to murder another human being. Okay, if my grandpa has a life policy and my wife and I conspire and hire a hitman to kill my grandpa to get his life insurance policy, okay? Let's say uh, that, um, <laughs> look, so we would all be brought up on charges and we would all go to trial and we'd all face murder charges, right? Because we're all three conspiring to commit this murder. Let's say, let's say that I wanna kill my grandpa and I go to hire a hitman, but my wife calls the cops on me. Well, guess what? She's not gonna be brought up on charges because she knew that there was a conspiracy and she didn't take part in it and she did the right thing. She reported the conspiracy to God's sword, the civil magistrate, right? Okay, now let's look at this. To, uh, a mom or a mom and a dad conspire to kill their child, and they hire a hitman known as an abortionist. Okay, what this law says is two to five years in prison for the hitman. Is that just? Well, let's see. Would it be just in my case? My case goes before the judge, and the judge says, oh, uh, wait, grandkids are excluded from this. Uh, only the assassin himself can be brought up on charges. You guys are free to go, and uh, you're allowed to hire hitmen whenever you want. Uh, but if you do, just know your hitman's going to get in deep, deep trouble. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely 1,000% insane. So... Mm -hmm. This is not justice, and this, and and we must repent of this mindset um, of of never ever punish a woman. What we have done is we are, we are discipling. Brent Leatherwood of the ERLC is discipling the nation not to obey whatsoever things Jesus commands. He's discipling the nation in the opposite direction. He's depriving justice when men and women conspire to murder their child, and if they hire someone else to help them take part, that is three people who are committing a murder. And if we say it's anything else, because, because we want a special class of people who can be murdered and a special class of people who can murder, we're so far separated from God and, 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 and God's idea of, of his creation of man and of his image, we're so far removed I dare say, I mean, I have a hard time reconciling even Christianity with that or, or just someone who's, well, I guess, I guess you could be, I used to try to say, um, uh, you know, like I used to try to marry evolution with scripture. You know, I was, I, mean, I was like a 10 day old Christian, you know what I mean? Uh, so, but, but, but that is so far antithetical to God, God's law, God's sense of justice. His law is beautiful. It protects yeah. everyone, you know? Um, so that's, that's the Arizona trigger bill. Uh, most of them are all pretty similar. 
you know, like they use different wording, like, um, uh, but uh, some of them are just things like fines. Some of them, oh yeah, that's another unjust thing is it's limited to two to five years in prison, okay? The sanction for a crime needs to be just. If a child molester molests a child and our state has laws in place for child rapists that they must be tickled with a feather duster for 30 minutes and they have to push a wheelbarrow of rocks 50 yards, people would go absolutely bananas because it's unjust. And yet somehow we think that we can just go up oh, two to five years in prison uh, for killing this, you know, half human, yeah. half human. You know, it's just it's just like the dread decision when we treated human beings like farm equipment. So they were they were half they were half human. No, but 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 we we are dehumanizing them. So take that, take the two to five years in prison. Okay, let's say that we have murder laws, uh, and it's if you murder people, you'll for first degree murder, you're going to face twenty years to life up to execution. For first degree murder, let's say those are the laws of our state, which I, I don't even think those are just, and I hate the prison system, but we're not getting into that today, okay? Uh, then let's say that we had an exception, a regulation to that law, where if you um, murder a Puerto Rican, then you only serve two to five years in prison. What does that tell us? That tells us that we view Puerto Ricans as less than human, as if as if they don't deserve equal justice and equal protection and that's the root of the problem it tells you <laughs> that statue with the the blindfold at the scales has taken off the blindfold man that's thrown away the way. scales that is a good way to put it they're like peeking through going oh yeah yeah you get justice but not you mm-hmm. that's a great way to put it so there's there's i believe 14 states that have trigger bills and they all not 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 one single um one is just and they all yeah. perpetuate they all perpetuate murder. And at the end of the day, you know, because we're not treating this for what God calls it, um, it's, it's injustice, it's the shedding of innocent blood, it's, 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 the, it's the defilement of the land, and the sanctions will continue. You know, so uh, we, we must repent. We must get these ideas that we've been discipled with out of our minds. I know they're deeply grooved. You know what I'm saying? Abortion stops a beating heart. How many times have you heard that? You know what I'm saying? A human being is a human being from a zygote. There's no heart, there's no anything. There's just a zygote. That's a human in the lowest stage of human development. So I just want to hit on those um, trigger bills uh, for a moment too. Don't don't buy into the hype. So so I learned a good deal from that. I mean, as far as the what the the trigger bills are actually saying. Um, now I, I didn't think that the trigger bills were, uh, abolishing abortion in this state, but I had no idea what they were actually saying. Yeah. Um, so, so that being said, even now, North, like, there again, North Carolina does not have a trigger bill. I don't believe we do not, but that me and you were both in North Carolina. Yes. Anybody outside of North Carolina can adopt the same things. Where do we go from here? How, as people who want to see abortion gone and, and are thinking about these things in a biblical manner, where do we move from here? Okay, so there's a few different things. Um, the first thing that I would suggest is if you are a born again believer, you have um, the 
in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God, okay? And so let's say that you've been sitting on your hands. Let's say that you have that 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 you have been apathetic. Let's say that you that that you have known that murder is the number one cause of death in our state, or that a whole bunch of murders have been happening. You know where they're happening. You know when they're happening, right? And let's just say that you've been kind of like, I need to vote. You know, every four years, or I need to vote every two years. You know, like let's say that that's been, or like put some change into a baby bottle. Okay. So the first thing, the first thing that that I would like to um, tell tell your viewer, tell tell North Carolinians, specifically believers and non-believers, is repent. That, that means turn toward Christ, submit to Christ, obey Christ, and then walk in it, okay? So the Holy Spirit can tell you exactly what you need to do. People have, people are in different places, different ages, different amount of resources, different um, skill sets, different spiritual gifts. If you repent, and you say, okay, I've been apathetic. I need, I, I need to be involved. I need to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before God. On a personal level, no one is stopping you right now. Um, there, uh, there were some old ladies that flipped, um, and uh, they were like in a nursing home, and they can't do much. But you know what they do? They make phone calls. They call legislators, um, and and they and they write letters. And they, you know, like they're all shaky hands, writing letters. They're they're like putting their hands and feet, uh, you know, and their mouth to their to their biblical and and to their moral opinion uh, is is what they're doing. And that and that's that's to their ability. Ask yourself if 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 God says, "Love the Lord your God with all with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself." If you were slated um, to be to be murdered sometime tomorrow or this next week. What would you want someone doing for you? And this is a little bit of a different setting because obviously I would just go bust a cap and whoever's trying to, you know, hurt somebody else, you know, like I would go defend them, you know, subdue them or whatever. But 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 in this setting, it's different because the whole culture agrees with it and it's state sanctioned. So we're somewhat limited, but that's the whole question that abolitionists ask. What does it look like to be a follower of Christ in a culture that wholeheartedly embraces child sacrifice and so these are questions that we're all asking ourselves but you repent trust in god walk in the holy spirit okay uh, there was another old lady she was like knitting hats for preachers who preach in front of mills you can go to the places uh where baby murders happen nobody's stopping you you can you can proclaim the gospel people turn away you can literally save someone's life their physical life and more than that you can preach christ you know don't 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 go out there and preach. This place doesn't have a permit. Go out there and preach God's law and gospel, the life-transforming Christ, the uh, life-transforming transforming gospel of Christ. You can literally save lives, and you can see people saved, and you can uh, meet people um, who are desperate for help. Some of them, you know. Uh, I we, uh, anyways. Um, all that to say, repent, walk in the Spirit. Uh, we go out in the streets. We hold victim images. We, we, we tell everyone, man, we're collectively guilty. We collectively must repent, but you repent. If you've been agreeing with this, repent. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is sin. It's murder. So whatever, whatever the spirit of God leads you to do, do it. That's, that's the first thing. So repent yourself. Call your family to repent and call your church to repent. I am blessed because I have a church body 
who is in repentance like me. We are continually repenting. And so we do things as a group, which is really cool. But it was not like that for many years. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's the first thing. So self, family, all your church repent. Now the civil government. I can help you here with the civil government because um, we are. Let, let, let me jump in real quick. The the uh, you were talking about the the going out to the meals, holding the signs, that kind of thing. Yeah, we go to high school, I, street corners, abortion. I can clinic. honestly say, if you think that sounds extreme, okay, I have personally witnessed. You have the 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 softer, uh, more uh, the the the. I reckon they're Catholics who go out there and their signs are real feminine looking, right? They're white yeah. and they're blue and they're, they're, they're written in, in nice soft font and yeah, it says life. things life. And Choose it, life. Those people get every bit as much grief they do. as we do. What they don't get is the interaction. So, so one thing that I've noticed and, and I, I listen, I'm not an, I'm not, I'm not out there every week. Okay. I've been out there. I go out there. Um, our, our church has it where we go out there at least once a month. I'm out there a good chunk of the time, but not every time. Right. And, and one thing that I've noticed is at, at where we're at is that the conversations come to us, not to the, not to the soft Catholic types that yeah. say like choose life, that kind of thing. They come to us, the ones, the ones that are talking about repent, the ones who have the street preachers out there, the ones yeah. who were, who are saying, um, you know, I, th I think both sides have signs that typically say, we'll pray for you. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but don't murder your baby. I mean, it says don't murder your baby, that kind of thing. Yeah. The conversations yeah. come to us, not yeah. the other crowd. Now, I that's don't right. know if that's us and just kind of the, our location. Or if yeah. that's a normal thing, but, but we were, every time I've gone out there, we've had one-on-one -on -one conversations with multiple people every yeah. single time. Yeah. Um, so, so if nothing else, not only is the gospel being preached to an open audience, there are one-on-one -on -one conversations that occur because of the, the more bold tactics yeah. You know, we're not just, we're, it's not one we're not trying to hide and say, well, we don't want to offend nobody. Yeah. Um, we're saying, look, this is truth. If it offends, you know, our, our goal is not to offend our goal. Well, I don't know if that's true either. Our goal is to not to just be offensive for offensive sake. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but it is to get out the truth. And it's just like you said, people honking and, 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 and blowing horns at these young women who were scantily cladded. And, but once you saw the signs, and saw a little hand laying on a dime and it looks like a, it, it, I mean, it's a human hand and it's like that right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's once extreme. they saw that that's extreme, but once they see that they realize, Oh, Oh. And, and the reaction that they got was lessened because you had this false, it, it, even a, I want to say attractive in the sense of, in this particular case, you had young women and young men and young Marines are going to be attracted to young women. There, there's no yep. way around that. And that's about as clean as I can put it. <laughs> but, but then you put the truth out there and they go, Oh, Oh, 
And, and the idea isn't just to say, don't, don't have an abortion. The idea is to say, God, this, this, this thing is in the image of God. It's not a thing. It's a person. Yeah. It's not just that, Hey, you know, this is, this is a, this isn't very nice. Yeah. It's saying this is an affront to God. That's right. And, and, and so, so I, I know people who will say, and, and listen, listen, don't go to YouTube and, and look up the first video that you find and think, well, this is evidently what everybody's doing yeah. because, because YouTube is not a good representation. Most of the guys that I know who are doing this typically aren't putting their stuff on YouTube. They're not out there to yeah. do it for the world. I know. Yeah. They're not, they're, we're, we're, you know, they're, we're not out there so that people can say, Oh, well, look what he's doing and stir up trouble yeah. or get compliments or whatever it is. Most of it stays within within the circles like like yeah. most guys only have cameras because they're in case police Protection. come up that they can protect themselves if somebody throws or does something it's on camera um but there it, it's a protection thing it's not a it's not a hey i'm going to get famous on youtube type of thing yeah the guys who 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 are very who are more um they're being uh controversial for controversial sake are Some the guys who are doing that. And, yep. and there again, that's not all of them, but it tends yeah. to be when you look it up for the first time on YouTube, you're going to find the, 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 the crazy, so to speak. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that can, that can definitely be a real thing. Um, um, uh, some people are c- constantly putting out videos and things like that, that I, that I see as an encouragement because, because I believe and trust that, that they're doing it for the sake of Christ. And I see the great, you know, like, um, I, I see the penalty and, and, and the price that they have to bear for doing that. But, but also, if you think about it, if I have a really good interaction one-on-one with a lady, um, and, and I'm like, wow, other people can learn from this conversation. This is a typical argument or something like that. Put it out there and show them how we bring the gospel into conflict with the great evil of our age. And then 10,000 people view it. You know, like there was a guy, uh, uh, it was Matt Wiersma. Um, he's been on Fox News a couple of times. Like, man, he is always getting assaulted and things like that. He uploads everything because he views it as a way to multiply. It's a multiplier. You know, like um, he goes he goes in front of high schools um, a lot. He goes, he preaches at strip clubs. He preaches on street corners. He pre- you know, he, he's a young man. He is always out there. But it's insane to me because people from these high schools Teachers, kids, everybody, he'll be getting messages from people. My friend is thinking about having an abortion, da, da, da. And then he gets to do all this other ministry from putting that stuff out there. Now, with that being said, there are people that that literally, exactly like you say, um, that they are self-promoting for the sake of sordid gain or, you know, so that they can inflate their ego and things like that. But there are super legitimate people out there that pump out a lot of content. And I'm, I'm encouraged by those guys. The other guys, I'm like, ah, shut up. I think you just have to sort through the yeah, sort yeah. through the pile, so to speak. It is yeah. um like I said, because I, I I'm have people in our church say, I looked it up on YouTube and I'm going, yeah. not not that guy. And you kind of yeah. lead them to people who are who are better. Amen. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. Amen. Yeah. So th- those are just some things that I wanted to kind of yeah, not clarify, but but to say, all right, look, we're not talking about going out there and poking poking for the sake of poking we're talking about preaching the gospel and there's a difference yep that's right yeah uh you know um of course we're indwelt with the holy spirit of course god has given us his two-edged sword 
uh, and, and, and the two-edged sword cuts both ways, you know, and, and, and that's the whole point. We should lead the nation. Christians should lead the nation in repentance, too. You know, like uh, we should we should be showing everybody what this is what repentance looks like, you know. And so and so definitely wield that two-edged sword. Definitely cut yourself with it if you need cutting. Uh, but 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 bring that word. It's an anvil. All lies shatter on this anvil. They cannot hold up to it. So so we're out here like uh, pushing light into the darkness. OK, so. Uh, you may, with the prompting of the Holy Spirit, with your assembly or whatever, you may think up something that nobody has ever thought up before. But the point is, do it. Like, 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 don't don't just read about other people doing it. Don't try to throw money at it. I mean, like, yeah, definitely some places need resources and stuff like that. Stop giving resources to places that literally um, regulate how, when, and where babies are murdered you know uh i i think i think i think that we should starve these places out we should stop letting them disciple our churches it's insane to me when a big baptist church or you know um uh like a conservative presbyterian church or whatever brings in roman catholics to disciple their people on on how to fight the war on abortion abortion yes it's murder but it's sin it's a national sin tom askell said we have a book yeah (laughs) gospel is the answer to sin jesus christ crushed sin you know what i mean like literally we we hold the keys to to ending this we're we're practicing faithlessness and we're being disobedient and we're not loving our neighbors ourselves and guess what you don't have to have a deep passion for this i can't stand it nobody should be out here having to convince people or talk to people um or explain to people why it's why it's okay to murder their kids Love operates uh, regardless of the temperature of the heart. You know, like Corey Timboom said that forgiveness operates regardless of the, temp- uh, of the temperature of the heart. That's true. But love is also a standard of action. If you love me, obey my commandments. That's what Christ said. We, we have the, the thing in our church. We say love is an action word. Yeah, it, it's, right. not a, it's not a passive word. We're yeah. not talking about ooey gooey love. We're, yeah. if, you, if you say you love somebody and you don't sacrifice for them, then you don't yeah. love them. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, like that's another thing, too, is that, you know, uh, people seem to be very, very concerned with uh, uh, people viewing them as if they're extreme or viewing them. Uh, like, for example, uh, like when my son was little um, and if and if he did like a capital offense, like something really bad, and he had to get a butt whooping, uh, you know, so you're, all right, you're getting three licks. And then there are people out there that are like, oh, how'd... but guess what? That is a loving thing toward my son. It's because I love him that I discipline him. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, the Bible even says that if God doesn't discipline you, you're not his, you're, you're, you're an an illegitimate, uh, you know, so, um, so, so at the end of the day, uh, this, this is the next step, repent, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you never have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, put your faith in him and walk in it. Faith without works is dead. Love your neighbor as yourself. Ask yourself, what would I want in this culture with it, it? You know, like in these current situations, and then call call yourself to repentance. Call your family. Call your church, and then the state. So I want to I want to hit on the civil magistrate if uh, if I can. I want to talk about next steps for legislation in North Carolina. Okay. So not only um, are we here in our local communities, you know. So don't forget the gospel is the answer to sin. God's law restrains evil. You know. So like you see society unraveling. Look, uh, uh, really quickly before I go into the civil magistrate, um, I I say this all the time. The apostles, they're dead. Uh, D- Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he's dead. 
um, no one is going to save us. And in fact, you were placed sovereignly in time, in your location by the creator of the universe. And the Holy Spirit that indwells in you is God. The Holy Spirit is one person of the Godhead. You are indwelt with Christ. You cannot be injured. No one can shoot you. No one can stab you. No one can run you over. No one can spit on you. No one can put you into a cage without God's permission. You're invincible. And if you are injured, if you are killed, if you are put into a cage, thank God that was God that did that. Figure out what he wants to teach you. He's refining you, okay? But you're invincible. Don't operate in fear. Operate in the power of the Holy Spirit in love. You have to love these victims. What if it was you, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Walk in love. Walk in the spirit. Don't give in to fear. It's, it's fake. Don't buy it. God is sovereign, and he owns everything. It's all his. What were you going to say? No, nothing. Okay. I, I, you, I couldn't agree more. Um, in fact, our, 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 I don't know what you call it. Our verse for the show is for God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love and sound judgment. No. Yes. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So now in the civil realm. Okay. I know you like to think that, that, that your legislator is probably a good Christian man. And in a lot of ways he might be, he might be holy. He might be raising his kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. He might be a good guy. I'm saying people in general. Who do you guys got? Jimmy Dixon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not that guy. He's a Mormon. Like, uh, you guys you guys need to out him. Man, I, like, I literally have him on video saying that that it's not always the right time to do the right thing. Holy smokes. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've, he, he's, he's, a, he's a piece of work. Man, he, he really is. He's he's one of these guys. He's been there for too long. Yeah, he's just been there too long. Yeah, you can't. Yep. And uh, you know what those uh, you know what those swamp creatures do? Okay. Um, I'm about to talk about HP 158, which is legislation that we currently have right now. It's put forward by a House representative named Larry Pittman. When Larry was brand new, he promised his constituents he'd only do five terms. Okay, and so that's why he's leaving. Um, He's leaving. This is this is last year. This is the last term. He's out after this. He's going to move out here near me, I think. Um, so anyways, uh, he first went to Tim Moore and he was going to bring forward a bill similar to the bill that he just put out. Criminalized abortion is murder, which is what God says it is. And it offers equal justice and protection for the preborn. Like it was missing. It was missing a few things like defiance of Roe, which is not even a thing anymore. Tim Moore, Speaker of the House, said, if you run this, I'll never hear another one of your bills again. Think about that. Um, Larry Pittman should have ran it anyways. He, he knows that. I know it. I mean, he openly said it. He openly repented. He said he's, a, he's an abolitionist now. But at the time, he wanted to do good. And, and he thought, well, I better, I better play along. Okay, so like uh, Tim Moore professes Christ. Right here in my town, Phil Shepard, he professes Christ, pastors of church. These men... Don't buy into it, okay? They all know at any time they could present a bill of abolition. At any time, we could have, North Carolina could have defied the Supreme Court. What they say is, this is, this is literally what they say. I've heard it with my own ears. If we do something this extreme, we're going to lose seats to the Democrats. Now, 
They're talking about a law that would stop that and that would offer these. That's extreme. That's extreme right there. Rendering justice is not extreme. Okay. You think 40 chess, I'm playing 40 chess, I'm playing 40 chess, and all these kind of catchphrases that you hear about politics. Let me tell you something. If a man fears losing a seat to a Democrat, that man does not fear God. He fears Democrats. You don't want that man legislating and speaking for you. We already bear a collective blood guilt. What that man needs to do is repent because he, he, is, he is considered a fool. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What's the opposite of wise? Fool. How foolish must you be to fear losing a seat to a Democrat rather than doing what God says, okay? So let's talk about the civil magistrate. Larry Pittman put out a bill. It's called HB 158. It's a constitutional amendment, all right? Now, the reason it's a constitutional amendment is because we got a Democrat governor who's already vowed that he's going to um, veto any, you know, pro-life legislation that comes across his desk. Well, first of all, make a distinction. Um, I understand you're pro-life. I'm pro-life. Everybody's, you know, like all Christians are for life. But it's important we make a distinction about abolitionists because, because this is going to help people to quickly categorize where you stand, okay? So HB 158 is an abolitionist constitutional amendment. And the reason it's an amendment is to do an end run around our governor, our Democrat governor, and to put it to the people for a vote to permanently alter our constitution to afford um, justice and protection for the preborn. Now, I get the concept and I'm supporting it wholeheartedly and I'm getting behind it. One, one part of me does not like the idea of putting to vote a people where the number one cause of death, not cancer, not heart disease, murdering our own children. I think it's a bad idea to go, hey, people who are already murdering your kids, um, would you like to stop this or continue? You know, so like that might be a really bad idea, but on the same token, we got to do something. Okay. And so, so he's already done this. And so I'm supporting it. Okay. Um, so this is called HB 158 constitutional amendment. Um, uh, so like it used to be, we said that it had to have a, a, a defy clause, uh, but it, but it no longer does. So it criminalizes it. It, it meets, it meets, it meets all five um, points of criteria for an abolitionist bill. So what we need to be doing is we need to be supporting this. Now, the short session ends this week. What that means is nobody's going to be back to vote on this till December. Okay. What you can be doing right now is calling your legislators. You go to ncleg.gov, ncleg.gov. And you can actually enter in your address and figure out who your legislators are if you don't know. Find out who your house rep is. Find out who your state senator is. And you call them and, and say, look, you must obey God. Abortion is murder. You should not regulate murder as health care. We must obey God. Repent. Don't fear Democrats. Don't fear men. Fear the man. Fear the God man who can kill the body and the soul. Right? Fear God. Don't fear men. Put forward a bill of abolition. Uh, if they're your house rep, tell them, co-sponsor HB 158. Um, or 
use every ounce of power and voice and influence that you have to get behind it. So co-sponsor co it and exercise your influence. Even if there's only five or six of you, it doesn't matter because God himself is for justice. And read the scripture over and over. Orphans and widows, God especially cares about those who are weak and vulnerable, okay? So implore them to um, support and rally behind and push HB 158. Abolish Abortion North Carolina is going to have a rally in December. The date hasn't been set yet, but if you go to our Facebook page, you can keep up with it. Or if you go to abolishabortionnc.com, abolishabortionnc.com, sign the petition and check the checkbox to sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get an email that's going to tell you when the rally is going to happen. We need thousands of people to show up to this rally. This is an emergency. Okay, like, it, uh, let's see, this is um, June, uh, so July, August, September, October, November. For five months, kids are going to be dying, thousands, 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 thousands uh, uh, 13,000, roughly, kids are going to be dying in the next five months, every day that goes by. So this is an emergency. Don't let them tell you about the budget. Government shouldn't even have a budget. It should be how much we pay the judge, how much we pay the sheriff, <laughs> other than that. Government, the government shouldn't be peddling uh, stores and shouldn't be peddling educational services and shouldn't be, uh, so, but, but I'm not gonna get off on that. Um, don't take no for an answer. Don't let them throw anything else your way. They're gonna try to tell you, I stand for life. You know, I did this pro-life law. I did that pro-life law. Just let them know. Regulate murder is sin. Don't do that. Obey God, support HB 158. It's just and it's righteous. Then um, keep, your, keep your eyes peeled um, on the Boston Abortion North Carolina Facebook page will let you know when in December it's going to happen. Also, there's going to be regional conferences. Okay? Like there's a couple of different churches in different regions. They're going to have conferences to teach people about abolition, to, to, to teach you how to lobby and talk to legislators, which at the end of the day, if you ever read about John the Baptist talking to King, uh, you know, like talking to the King, that's how, that's how you lobby. You say, repent and believe the gospel. Yeah. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you lobby. We got the Bible. We don't need anything else. God finds what's just and what's not. It doesn't take rocket science. It takes faithful men who obey God. Okay? So go to the civil magistrate. Come support HB 158. Show up for the rally. Um, come to these regional conferences. Heck, in your area, if you got a church, set a date. We'll help you. We'll, uh, uh, like, uh, we'll find North, Carolina, uh, uh, North Carolinians who can help, who can teach your people. We can come speak for a day or something like that. We can bring you guys out into the streets and show you how to preach Christ in the streets. We, we can go to your local high school. We can do whatever you want. We'll support you in any way that we can. Um, uh, just, 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 you know, like send an email, go to, go to abolishabortionnc.com, send us an email. We will, we will support you. We'll support your church. We'll help you. We'll, we'll equip you. We'll give you tools and arguments and, and uh, show you from scripture what needs to get done. Uh, but in the civil realm, get them to support HB 158. We have one last shot in December and then the bill is dead. And then, and then guess what we got to do? We got to find another legislator. We got to find a Wilberforce who will put forward legislation. We need a state Senator and we need a house rep. If you got family, if you know people, Hook us up. Let us let us go uh, talk to them. We have we have way better wording um, uh, for someone if uh, like if they put forward a bill. But that's what we can be doing at the state level. So repent, repent your family, call your family to repentance. You guys walk in the power of the Spirit. 
love your neighbors yourself, call your church to repent, you know, like uh, um, lead, you know, like lead in repentance. And if, and if no one else is doing anything, man, just go do it. Guess what? It's like my friend David Bubolt says, your car's broke down on the side of the road. You're sitting there leaning against it. Nobody's going to help you. But if you start pushing that doggone car, people are going to pull off the road. They're going to jump behind you and they're going to start helping you push. If no one else is doing nothing, wow, what an honor. That's God letting you know you're about to lead something. Even if you're doing it by yourself for two, three, five years, get out there and yeah. doing it because, because you're serving, you're serving your community. You're, you're, you're serving your neighbors. You're serving their church. Even if they don't recognize your service, you're serving. That's Christ's church. And you're serving them and you're serving Christ. Uh, so I think, I think that about covers it in the civil um, realm. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I ranted. It's okay. We like rants. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's good. And, and there again, there's, there's, there's things that, that here I'm, I'm learning too. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so I appreciate that. Well, you know, like people may dream up things that I never even thought of. Like, you know, like doing the stuff I do is just how I got taught. And I'm, and, and because it kind of keeps me watch this when David and I, we were lobbying for three or four years before something finally broke loose. And I remember crying in the parking lot and saying, <laughs> I almost cried again. The Lord used an ex-junkie, who's me, horrible man, and 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 David Bubos. He's a business owner. He was in the army, and stuff, but he's a he's a regular guy. We're just two regular dudes. We don't know what we're doing either. We're figuring out as we go. And God's making it. I mean, it is literally an act of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, every everything that we know now is through getting the, getting the crack uh, crap kicked out of us. Sometimes, sometimes making mistakes, doing things the wrong way, flying off the handle, operating in. Um, man, there was a time when I was so bitter at the church. You know, because I was so angry that the church wasn't doing nothing. I've learned to take my eyes off of everything. These are just waves. Keep your eyes and your focus on Christ. Duty is yours. Results are God. You know, like don't go. Okay, like let's say that you go out there and you go bananas and nothing happens and 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 you can't see anything with your eyes and and and, and nothing seems to change. Man, don't focus on that. It's it, th those are waves. Keep your eyes and your focus on Christ. You're gonna sink if you don't. Right. You're gonna fall into sin. Uh, you know, it's so like keep keep a right attitude. This is a joyous thing. What an honor to be used by God. What an That's honor right. if God if God trusts you so much, He's gonna put you to work by yourself. What an honor. You know what I mean? Think about that. That's Holy right. smokes. So it, that that's uh there again, our mutual friend, uh uh well, I'll say his name, Bradshaw. Yeah, I tell him all the time, man, you gotta stay optimistic. You know, it ain't yeah. about it ain't about it, it's not about the worldly view of success on these things. That's it's right. about you being obedient to God, and you can always find joy when you're obedient to God. Amen. And so that that's what we do. I mean, that that's that's Christians should just be obedient to God. And, and like you said, it, it may not look like holding signs and street preaching for some people. That's right. It, it may look like somebody who's just, you know, if you're on social media all day, blow up that social media with this stuff. Yeah, you know, if, 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 if you're talented with that, man, make that work. You may not be the guy who get, who, who's, who, who wants, who, who's able to stand on the, on the, on the, um, 
the street with the with the signs but man yeah. you can do all kinds of things so that's right so, yeah. that's right now sometimes uh, sometimes like there's events and things where bodies are really important and so yeah. and so anytime you know, like if it's something decisive or really important and if you have time i think you should make it to those sorts of things uh, you know, like our church does a lot of things together not everybody can do all the things together and not everybody does all the things but but it is um okay like if i'm out there on the corner with a sign i receive much different um reception from police people and everything if there's 10 families out there and 5 10 12 kids running around you know like uh, you're perceived differently you're received differently but guess what it doesn't matter you do it either way you, you have no idea how how the holy spirit can use you um you you could give someone a look that looks like their grandfather and they remember something their grandfather said and the lord brings their mind to some time you just don't ever know all we have to do is be faithful show up do what we can um there are people who do successful um online abortion ministry where they minister with the board of mothers like they infiltrate these groups and they um uh, like they do stuff like they figure out where the protests are they figure out what the hours of the planned parenthood are they figure out you know like all these things like there's people who who help edit video man and a video editor what a blessing from God that would be. We're desperate for a video editor. Web people. I mean, there's so many different ways. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. You gotta get, get you gotta get to it, man. It is time consuming editing. I mean, just something simple like this podcast. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. chopping the ends off and 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 maybe putting a little bit of just a. I mean, just I don't put anything fancy at the beginning of them, and it just it takes a minute. It it yeah. really does. So yeah. somebody who's gifted at that is is amazing. So. Look at Russell Hunter, an artist. He's impacted the whole nation. Yeah, a yeah. historian and an artist. <laughs> that's that's a weird combo, but look what he's. I mean, like he's he has made a national impact, national ripples. Yeah. Yeah. You know, think about it because he's not afraid to get out there. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's a big part of it. We we can't be afraid to get out there. We can't be afraid to stand up and and proclaim the gospel. That's the that's the ultimate part of it. Proclaiming the yeah. gospel of Jesus right. Christ. We can even if we're successful with these laws. Yeah. Okay. If we're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and we're not taking the word of God seriously, then, then they'll just get turned back one day. Yeah. I, I well, mean, and consider and, chattel slavery. We, we fought a civil war. There was not repentance. There wasn't true repentance. And so, and so that, you know, there's like all these Jim Crow laws and like, you know, in, like literal institutional racism and changing of the voting laws all these things continued. There was still an assault on black people because fundamentally large portions of the nation had not repented. Yeah. We, we need repentance. We need a heart change. Yeah. That's what yeah. we need. We need, we need and, the gospel. Uh, and that comes need, through Jesus Christ. That's right. You, you talk about it. that, the, the house bill for North Carolina. I mean, in my mind, I'm going, if you see Christians out there preaching the gospel, man, and yeah. it, it's, it's, it, it, it tends not, not to say it can't be, but it tends not to be just, you know, one day everybody's pagan, the next day everybody's Christian. That's it tends right. to be, here's something that gets everybody talking. Here's something that gets everybody thinking. Yeah. And they start looking and it's a, it's a slow go for everybody. And That's just right. like, just like I didn't, I'm, I'm not where I'm at today. Didn't where I was almost 30 years ago man yeah getting old almost 30 years ago I, i'm not i'm not that same guy obviously yeah and, and because god has worked in my life and he's shown me things same thing he's going to work in people's lives this is a generational type thing not just a, abolishing abortion that's not what i'm talking about now yeah um but but just 
seeing, sin. seeing our people. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Seeing our people come to Christ and, and, and wanting to see these things taken off the books and wanting to see this type of stuff. If, if you're not faithful where we are now, you can't expect people to be faithful tomorrow. That's right. If you're That's not right. faithful right here where you are today, you can't expect people to be faithful tomorrow. And hey, so, I, 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 okay, okay. One one quick thing before I forget it. When we ran, okay, first of all, laws are the schoolmaster that lead people to Christ. So God's law is the tutor, right? And it, uh, um, okay, God and Jesus said, "Disciple nations to obey whatsoever things I command." And if and if man's law doesn't reflect God's law in a sense of justice then man's law is unjust and it needs to change. So like these laws are unjust, woe to those who decree iniquitous decrees and all that stuff. But even work in the civil realm, not only calling magistrates to repentance, to put their faith in Christ, to obey Christ. Let's, let's, let's take David Bubolt's campaign, okay? We ran David Bubolt's as a state senate, um, state senator. It was the third most expensive race in North Carolina, the third most expensive senate race come to find out. Our coffers were only 60 grand and Bergen's coffers were probably three times that, if not more, because he had a bunch of people sending out mailers for him and, and like, you know, like doing all these things for him. Corporations wanted to kind of like support him so they can get their way, you know, like lobby him once, once he gets elected. Well, we didn't know what we were doing. We worked through it. Um, David took nearly 40% of the vote against a very entrenched 20-year politician, like 40% of the vote. This guy put in a spoiler candidate who took 10%, and then Bergen took in 50%. Had there not been a spoiler candidate, it would have been neck and neck. Mm -hmm. um, okay, but all that to say, every mailer that we sent out, we sent out five mailers, and every single mailer had a doctrine in it because, because this is what we said to ourselves, okay? This is going to be a message-driven campaign. And we're going to put God's law and gospel and rectify right thinking. So one of the mailers was, was about abortion, God's law, and murder, right? And it literally, like, we use biblical language because we're not ashamed of it. We're not, we're not afraid to use it. It's right, and it's what's going to change this nation. It's going to change hearts, brings people from death into life. The power, the, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe. Uh, so we pray that God grants them repentance and faith. Every single mailer, one of them was about um, the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. People need to know um, tyrants should be defied, and, it, and it's the right and duty of lesser magistrates to oppose. So, like, if the federal um, level is trying to push evil onto us, our lesser magistrates, our reps and our senators, are to push back and not go along with evil. If, if our state um, magistrates try to push evil down onto our county, our sheriff should stand up and we should all support these lesser magistrates to oppose. Okay, so like that was another mailer. Uh, we did Doctrine of Blood Guilds. We did Defy Tyrants. We did um, uh, Murder God's Law. Uh, so each mailer we viewed as we need to get a very important doctrine into the hands of these people. And so a political um, campaign is literally people coming to see you. So like we would be going trying to go to talk to churches and be being ignored david runs for senate and all sorts of christians show up to listen to him speak god god can use and will use anything so even if you're running a political campaign run it on the bible run on the truth of god word of god's word keep the mission in mind it's all about christ and what's really going to affect 
change is is repentance. And so it's 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 so cool to me that even a political campaign is a platform to trumpet God's law and gospel. Yep. Yep. Hopefully we'll see more of those in the future. I mean, I mean that that are not just uh I'm a I'm a Christian and yeah, I yeah. like guns and I like yeah. you know, I fight for forget, life. Forget right. all that, man. Yeah. Like you were yeah. saying, men who are who are every bit no 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 no. Let me phrase that. Men who are more concerned about the word of God than they are winning. That's right. Amen. Uh, that's a that's a wonderful and amazing thing. So yeah, we thank God for Boo Waltz for doing it and for y'all for for putting all that together and working with him, man. And I and love it's, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, uh, uh, how, how can our, how can our people find you? Oh, uh, if you go to abolish abortion nc.com, let me, uh, let me, let me go in here. I'll tell you exactly where it is on the page, but there, there's an email. Um, uh, it's, it's info at abolish. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. It's contact at abolish abortion nc.com. That's my email address. Or you can go to the abolish abortion nc facebook page and there's an abolish abortion nc facebook group so go like the page make sure you sign the petition um this is this is what petitions do if we have fifty thousand signatures thirty thousand signatures twenty thousand signatures we take it these cowardly spineless men who have refused to stand up to the federal beast who refuse to do the right thing who are so scared of losing a seat to a democrat we take that and and we give it to them and go hey if you're not going to fear God, you need to fear his people. And if you're not going to fear his people, maybe you can be encouraged that 20,000 people have your back. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that helps give courage to the cowardly, you know? Uh, so, so sign the petition, go to the Facebook page or, or, or go to abolish abortion nc.com, send an email to the website. We'll get the email. We'll be in touch. All right, brother. I appreciate you being up here, man. This has been a joy and I hate that it took us three times to get it done, but okay. we got it done. Thank Jesus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's see here. All right. So we're being played out now. I am not used to doing the talking while we're played out. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to make this work. You nice. can find us at Facebook, Instagram, all under Bigfoot revival, um, website, bigfootrevival.com. You can find us. I think even at LinkedIn, I'm not sure. I'm nice. not sure. Maybe uh, Tumble. All uh, we try, we try to get everywhere. Um, so you can find us there. Uh, the the website's always the best place to to look us up is BigfootRevival.com. Remember, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Amen. This is normally where I say Yo Yeti, but uh. Looking forward to little baby yetis. Hurry up. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Little big feet. (laughs) Uh All right. We out, son.